Hi and welcome to episode 147 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 27 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. In this episode, what is photography? My 2023 update on what photography is. And also some more thoughts on the last episode. Um, oh no, sorry, no need for that. First, here is the answery bit. So what is photography? Well, photography in 2023 is a thriving thing. Mobile phones have exploded photography to a completely new level. Teching phones and cameras have closed the gap between pro and non-pro photographers. Photography in 2023 is at the core of many social media platforms. But photography in 2023 is still what it ever was, drawing with light. Photography in 2023 is still all about composition. What is in a photo? Well, it should be anyway. Okay, that was the answer a bit. So, whatever am I going to talk about in this episode? Well, I'll start with what I spoke about in episode one first, which I replayed last week, and then I'm going to pick up on a few things from that. Not all of it, so don't worry, you won't be listening to it for a third time. I started with what is photography, which I expanded to what is photography to me. So let's start with what I talked about in episode one. These are the headlines only. Like I say, I don't worry, I'm not going to go through the whole lot. This is what I said. Let me tell you about some things that photography has given me. A business I really enjoy. Imposter syndrome. Creating great work. Broadening my base. My business website. My weekly blog. YouTube. Podcasting. Affiliate marketing. The images I create. A lifetime study sharing my expertise, sunrises, the photos I've taken, unique locations, and finally, still an imposter. Yeah, there's an imposter issue there, isn't there, <laughs> clearly? Okay, so that, that's what I talked about in episode one. Like I say, I, I repeated the episode in full last last episode. So um, let's look at a few things. So I'm going to start with what is photography. Back to the, the fundamental, but slightly better than in episode one, because I've done a bit of practice. Photography is drawing with light. Photo means light. Graphe means drawing. Now, I know there are some variations on this interpretation, but this is the best one for me. This is the best way to describe photography. It works for me, and whatever your views on my interpretations, it is drawing with light. So, photography is drawing with light. That is the base fundamental point of photography. No matter what else we're talking about, that is always at the core of photography, drawing with light. So, light. Well, (laughs) light's that stuff all around us. Now, I couldn't answer the question of what light actually is, because I'd never thought about it until I started um, talking here. It's not in my script. What is light? Well, there's technical answers for that. Light's photons, isn't it, and stuff like that. Um, But that's not important. What is important, though, is light itself. See, light has always been important in photography, and it always will be. You can have all the fancy gear in the world, all the best techniques, all the good stuff we have in 2023, but if you don't use the light in a composition, your photos could well be average or even rubbish. Having said that, if you use the light to its best, you can make a great photo. Now, you know what? Thinking about this, I think I'm going to talk about this in the next episode, or if not the next episode, an upcoming episode. Light's just such a massive, massive part of photography. Well, of course it is. 
I mean, photography, it's the process of capturing the light and how it interacts with the content of a composition. No light equals no photo, right? So it is important. Just thinking about that no light thing. If it's dark at night and you're in a room with no light, is there any light or is is darkness the opposite of light or is light dark? Oh, I don't know. I wish I hadn't asked myself that. Sorry, light, it is important. And yep, the more I think about it, the more I want to do an episode on it. And maybe I'll be able to answer that ridiculous question that's just come into my head. See, I can tell I'm getting back to my old self because I've got stupid random thoughts appearing left, right and centre. Yeah, why light is important in photography. I think I might have just come up with a title there as well. But until I write this episode and publish it, when you're taking a post, <laughs> when you're taking a photo, not a photo, think about the light. Think about where it's coming from, how it lights up what you're photographing and move around and see how it changes. Start to think about the light before you take a photo. Start thinking about the light when you're coming up with a composition. Because, like I say, the light can make or break a photo. Next point. See, photography in 2023, you'll see a recurring theme here. Next point is composition. See, if photography is drawing with light, the thing that we actually draw is the other half of things, isn't it? And that's composition. It's not a pen, it's not a camera, it's composition. It's what we include, and indeed, what we do not include in a photo. Composition is king, people. A rubbish composition equals a rubbish photo. A great composition equals a potentially great photo. Doesn't guarantee a great photo, but it helps you. So the better the composition, the better the photo you might create or you will create. Yes, this is so important. Such a fundamental thing. (laughs) Such a fundamental thing. So important that this is on my list for a future episode as well. I know I've covered composition in the past, but um, that was quite a few episodes ago and I've, I've learned a lot since then, so I've got lots more to share with you. And this has been the case since before photography was invented. Yep, the great paintings all have one thing in common, great composition and also great light. Not, let's not forget that. See, folks, this is nothing new. This, this is how it's always been and this is how it's always going to be. So you can put everything else to one side. Great light, great composition, great photo. I just read my notes now because I had lip then and got ahead of myself. I'll just reiterate this point. This is not a new thing, but this is a very human thing. I forgot the human bit. Learn composition. Learn how humans perceive composition. See, we're not machines. We're emotional things. I'll come back to this one for sure. Writing just this short bit has got me started on another pet subject of mine. But I'll stop here for now. Gear. Right, finally I get on to gear. Not top of the list. I mean, you do need gear. You need gear to draw with light. That's a given. But we should think about gear like this. Photography gear is simply the tools that we use to take photos, the tools that we use to create new stuff. Of course, gear is important, but it's possibly not as important as we might all think. Yes, you need gear to take photos. That, of course, can include a phone. And if you take photos with a phone, that is fine. That is your gear. And if that is all you use, in some ways, I'm jealous. You haven't got so much rubbish like me. But there's gear that we need and there's gear that we want. And there's gear that we get that we really do not need. Now, that's another episode where I'll explain why gear is not as important as we might think. And that that could be another title. Blimey, the episodes are, are flowing out of me here, aren't they? And now for the even more talky bit. I want to pick up on a few things from episode number one. Like I say, not all of them, just the ones that could apply to any of us. 
Remember, episode one was titled, What is Photography to Me? I mean, it was always going to be, what is photography? But I couldn't have answered that in one short sentence. Photography is drawing with light. Thanks for listening. See you on episode two. That, <laughs> that wouldn't have done, would it? I suffer from imposter syndrome. Even now, I've been doing this photography thing for over 40 years, but I still suffer from imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome anyway? Well, it's it's the inability to believe that you've done something using your own skills and abilities. I mean, that's my take on it. Again, you'll 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 see other interpretations of imposter syndrome, but that's my take on it. So what do I mean? Well, on certain shoots, when I look back at what I've created, I can't believe I created those images. I look at the stuff I've done and think, blimey, that was created by a real photographer. And then I have to remind myself that that's me. Yep, all these years in, I still have that. And I really do think that, I, I really do. And this might surprise you. I'm fine with that. I mean, in some ways, it's a healthy thing. If you feel like this, don't worry about it. Just go with it. Let it, just just go with it. It's fine. I mean, I've been doing this for years and years, and I'm probably at an age now where I'm comfortable with my insecurities. So, yeah, it could be an age thing, but imposter syndrome, don't worry about it. Embrace it. Listen to it and let it keep you real. Okay, next point. A lifetime study. Well, I started photography in my early teens. <laughs> and now I'm in my mid-50s. So that's definitely 40 years for sure I've been doing this photography thing. 40 years. I know. Yep, there was a period in the middle when I only took photos on holiday. But I've always been interested in photography. And speak to my parents and no one knows why no one knows where this came from it's just me on this and all these years on i am still studying and learning even now right now i am still learning new stuff so sorry dear listener if you thought you could get to a point where you knew everything about photography that's not the case and if anybody tells you that they know everything about photography well don't say anything just just smile inwardly and nod and walk away because nobody knows everything that's a fact too. See, this is a good thing to know. Never aim to know everything. Learn what you need to learn to get started. Learn what you need to learn to get to a level. And then keep on learning. Keep on practicing. Keep on trying things. See, every time I write an episode of a podcast, I learn something. There's a new thought, a new way of looking at things. There's always more. And I genuinely love learning about photography. I really, really do. And and I, I hope that you do as well, because it really is. It's it's endless possibilities, endless learning and endless enjoyment. Let's not forget. I should probably put, put enjoyment in here somewhere, shouldn't I? Sunrises. Well, I love my sunrises and I love sunrises more than sunsets. And photography has taken me to many, many amazing sunrises that I would never would have seen without it. My notes here say, <laughs> and photography has taken me to many, many amazing sunsets that I never would have seen without it. It hasn't. It's sunrises. And I'll tell you why in a bit. When I'm photographing a sunrise, it's normally just me there. There's never anybody else around. Now, I've been thinking about this, and I can only remember a couple of times when I was not alone. Yes, I'm going to tell you about them now. One was when I was photographing an amazing sunrise on the wonderful Greek island of Santorini. Now, a coach pulled up next to me, and when I say next to me, I had to pretty much get the driver to move his coach out of out of my way because my camera was on a tripod, I got my composition, and this coach just turned up and 
parked in front of me. So I politely asked the driver to move, and rather quickly, because the sunrise was about to happen. I mean, I was there first, I had the priority right. So the coach driver, he quite happily moved away. I don't think he saw me because it was dark. So all these people got off the coach, they all took the same photo, and then they all got back on the coach and they were off. And and even worse is they missed the actual sunrise. They missed the really good stuff. But I'm glad they got to experience just a little bit of this natural wonder. So I'm not being critical of these people. They saw a little glimpse of it and I'm happy for them. And the other time that springs to mind is on the equally wonderful Greek island roads. We go there quite often and I was photographing the sunrise on top of a hill. I mean, it's a hill which is more like a massive rock with a church on it. How they got everything up there to build that church, I just don't know. It's incredible. It's a couple of hundred feet high. Now, I got there well before sunrise. I climbed the 200 or so steps to get to the top, and I went about my business of taking photos. Now, I talk to myself when I'm out doing this stuff. I'm not sure what about, but it's fine because it's just me normally, isn't it? And I probably clatter about and moan, and possibly the odd rude word comes out. I hope not, but. I generally make lots of noise and chunter away and sigh and this and that and the other and it's just what I do, it's how I enjoy going about my business. Like I say, it's fine, no one else there is there. Well, on this morning, but as the sun rose, I saw a person sat on the very top of the rocks facing the sunrise, sat down in a nice zen-like position. How long had they been there? I don't know, I've been there all the time. So I stopped and made less noise. I stopped talking to myself. And um, and that person became the focal point of one of my better sunrise photos. So firstly, there's nothing for me like witnessing the start of a new day, especially when it's just me there. There's something magical about this. It's such a special time and place and happening. And secondly, I watch sunsets rather than photograph them. When I'm on holiday, I watch sunsets with Mrs M. Somewhere nice, and it's probably a bar having a nice drink. So, sunrise, I'm there. Sunset, get me to the bar with my wife. Unique locations. Oh, sorry, there's something else I wanted to say on the um, sunrise and some being on my own moments. I've seen some photos of, um, I think Horseshoe Common was one of them in America, where you've got a massive line of photographers all shoulder to shoulder next to each other, all, all waiting for the same sunrise. Now, I've never experienced that and I'm very curious too. So if you've done one of those things, let me know. Let me know what it's like because I'd love to know. Okay, next point, unique locations. So I've taken photographs in, in many unique locations. Now I photograph buildings. That's that's what I do. I do broaden out a bit beyond buildings into the industrial side of things, but mainly I photograph buildings. I photograph homes of various famous people, including... Get this, a Hollywood film producer. Now, I can't say who, and I've never been able to, which is a great shame, as this person is a genuine A-lister. I mean, I'd love to be able to brag about this, but I can't. I said I can't. Sorry, I said to my client I won't, and I won't, and that's it. But it it was an amazing experience, it really was. And we're talking absolute, genuine A-lister Hollywood film producer. Next one was a great British inventor. Again, I can't say who. Well, I can say who, but I'm choosing not to for their own confidentiality. But I photographed a famous person's house and I found this man to be one of the nicest and most interesting people I've ever met, as was his lovely wife. I could have spoken to the pair of them all day and 
thinking back, I took rather a long time on that shoot. I think that's because I was enjoying myself so much. Fascinating man, fascinating lady, lovely house, and he was full of stories and information and stuff. It was brilliant. So, famous people. I've also photographed many unique, special country residences. And I think this is going to be one of my favourite things that I do, is photographing really, really exclusive country properties. Again, I'm not going to tell you who whose they are, where they are, and whenever I publish photos, I remove anything locational so nobody knows where they are because confidentiality is important. But I have been to some amazing properties. Now, I've also been to some unique industrial locations as well because um, construction photography, it, it you can extend it onwards into industrial stuff. And so I've been to some unique locations and had unique access within them. And they include work, taking photos in a, in a live rail siding gravel loading facility. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host Matt Heslin brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Yes, I had, well, I couldn't stand on the pile of gravel, which the machine was on. So that's where my famous painter's pole came out. So I could take photographs of the machine. It worked an absolute treat. Um, it was a fascinating experience, and I'll never forget it. it was a baking hot summer's day, and because I was working in a live rail facility, I had to wear high-vis trousers and a high-vis jacket. I was liquid inside them. It was absolutely melting. But I got some, again, I got some photos, and when I look at them, I just think, wow, I took them. Genuinely do think that. And I also did a shoot on a working quarry. It was related to the gravel. It was to do with, um, yeah, the digging out of... Um, well, material, shall we say. So uh, I've been in a live working quarry, right slap bang into the middle of it and photograph wagons going by and machines and plants and all that good stuff. So these aren't places that the public can go to. There's been many other places that my photography's got me, but I'm going to stop there. Next point is the photos that I have taken. Now, I've got an amazing collection of photos. And yes, I am happy to say that. I have an amazing collection of photos that I have taken. And this is an amazing collection of memories. And that, that to me, is priceless. I mean, my Lightroom catalogue, it's got photos that go back to 2005. That's before Lightroom existed and when I first got into digital photography. And I've also got thousands of photos on my phone and they go back to 2012. Probably need to edit that lot. So this little lot, it's work stuff, personal work, and it's family stuff. And I, I feel... I genuinely feel privileged to have such a collection of photos. In fact, on my blog last week, I wrote about a photo I took in 2008. Even more amazing is that Lightroom had the time and date and all the camera settings for a photo that I could not remember taking. Quick plug here, go to rickmacavoyphotography.com and you can read my blog, a weekly post about something to do with photographing buildings. So this is, this is what photography can give us. It's a lifetime of visual memories and this is one of the 
brilliant things about cameras and phones. It makes all of that stuff so instantly accessible and shareable, which is a brilliant thing. So if anybody looks down the nose at you, if you take photos with a phone, just, I don't know, tell them to do one. It's a brilliant thing. And imagine the world without it. So pretty much everywhere I've ever been since 2005 has been photographed and is in my Lightroom catalogue. So I do have an amazing, unique record and it's instantly accessible to me, equally amazing. And it's a record of things I can't remember, <laughs> things I've forgotten about. I mean, forget camera settings. There's, there's places on there I've forgotten that I've been to because I, I had a little I had a little Dell back in the past in my Lightroom catalogue and it was brilliant what I found. Now, can I put a price on having all this amazing stuff? No, I can't. So these are just a few examples of what photography is to me and will be going forward. So this isn't a looking back only. This is looking forward as well. Okay, that's a talky bit over. What if I use a phone to take my photos? I like I like talking about this. I like to apply everything I'm talking about to folks who only use a phone. There's nothing wrong with this. Of course, there's nothing wrong with this. And if that's what you want to do, that is your business. So light, composition and gear. Everything I've said above applies equally here. See, a phone these days is a device that you can use to take photos. A camera is another device that you can use to take photos. So all the above apply. I mean, apart from the gear, that is. And with that, I will move on. What do I do? Well, I am so glad that I've reminded myself of the fundamentals of photography, drawing with light. It's so easy to get caught up in everything else and forget this fundamental point. So photography in 2023 is drawing with light, just as it was 10, 20, 30 and onwards years ago. I'm in the fortunate position of having the gear that I need, and I mean the gear that I need, and also in the fortunate position of knowing how to use that gear. But I'm always learning, I'm always learning and practicing, always trying to improve, always trying to take better, more interesting photos, and always enjoying photography. It's still an enjoyable thing, a thing that I love to do. In fact, today I had to go somewhere and I stopped on my way back and I took some lovely photos, which I'm starting to do more of. Yes, I mean, I'm talking about what do I do? Well, one thing I have noticed is that I'm taking less photos than ever. I'm spending more time writing about it and talking about it and less time taking them. So today was a day when I fixed that. So technical stuff, yep, I've got that sorted. That's the thing. No, that's the th- <laughs> that is fixed gnomes. <laughs> Easy for you to say, Rick. What goes into the photo and how the light interacts? They're the two endless variables that make or break any photo. And those two endless variables will make photography endlessly enjoyable, if endlessly enjoyable is a thing. And the thing that I mentioned before, the camera in your phone is spectacularly good at this, capturing moments, capturing memories. And with the phone, you can instantly share them. Can't do that with my Canon 6D. No, there's quite a few processes before I can do that. But with my phone, boom, instant. Not that I do it that much myself, but I understand other people doing it's important to them. So this is such an integral part of our lives these days. We don't necessarily see this as photography, but it is, of course. Of course it is. And yet I have a significant amount of my life recorded in photos, and I'm so glad that I have this. Okay, then. So some some thoughts from the last episode. What is photography episode one revisited? Well, I want to get back to basics. Yeah, I cover that, haven't I? That's what this episode is all about. So move on, Rick. Okay, so... (laughs) 
And I just want to say something about the last episode. So episode 146, it was a different, shorter episode. See, I wasn't able to write and record a full episode due to personal circumstances, but now that those things are get, getting resolved and things are getting back to normal, my podcast is back to normal and I'm back to doing a full-length episode. So delighted to be able to do that and thank you for, for bearing with me. Talking of which, well, next episode, Photography Explained podcast episode 148. Blimey. 11 actionable things you and I can do to improve our photography in 2023. Now, this should have been episode 146, but I'll get there. It's only a couple of episodes late. See, with what happened in the last month or so, I didn't have a chance to do this, and I want to do this properly. And obviously, I don't want to go too far into 2022 either, or it's going to look a bit odd, isn't it? <laughs> I don't want to be publishing that in November, do I? <laughs> and this episode is good stuff too. I know what I'm going to be saying in it. I've got the bullet points. I know what my 11 things are. Just got to flesh it out with a few words and then get that recorded, which I'm I'm looking forward to doing greatly. Okay, so ask me a question. Well, if you want me to answer your photography question, whatever it might be, just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, this episode, well, changing the script here, so there's an ad lib alert coming up. Brought to you by um, well, last night's chips, microwaved and added to a buttered white roll with some ketchup on. And it was surprisingly good, all washed down with some water before I settled down into my homemade acoustically cushioned recording emporium. Okay, I'm done. Good to be back to a full episode again. Thanks for bearing with me, like I say. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here, and for giving me between 20 and 30 minutes of your valuable time. I'm going to guess at 24 minutes here. Take care, stay safe. Cheers from me, Rick.